Are we driving? Are we flying? How much time do we have? Are our schedules aligned? And even in that part, there can start to be some distress, some tension, some misalignment. So we want to bring forward or highlight how our cycles play out, what pursuers can tend to do, what withdrawers can tend to do, and how we can help you navigate planning vacation, leaving or departing the vacation, being on vacation, and returning home as gracefully as possible. I'm Angela. And I'm Chad. And we discuss issues that couples face in everyday life Then we set you up to have a conversation with your partner that's designed to bring you closer together. This is the Connecting Couples Podcast with The Real Emhoffs. Real conversations for a real connection. All right. Well, here we go. Uh, Summertime. We're hanging out, having a good time. I've even got a little tan going here. Things have been going pretty good for us this summer, but we started talking about where are the places that couples get stuck in the summer? And one of the places we thought we'd discuss with y'all, share with y'all, is how we handle vacation, how we come up with where we want to go, what we want to do, and all the kind of exciting things, but really the pitfalls that can show up as we go through the process of choosing a vacation and going on vacation and coming home, all the stuff. So this series is going to be focused on that. Really, how do you do vacation? How do you plan vacation? What do you, what do you like or dislike about vacation? So we're going to dive into that right now. Our goal is to connect couples while they're on vacation. Sure. So the first part of a vacation, obviously, diving right into episode one, is when and where. Where are we going to go on vacation? When are we going to take that vacation? And what did the preliminary plans start to look like? We have to have a discussion. Are we driving? Are we flying? How much time do we have? Are our schedules aligned? And even in that part, there can start to be some distress, some tension, some misalignment. So we want to bring forward or highlight how our cycles play out, what pursuers can tend to do, what withdrawers can tend to do, and how we can help you navigate planning vacation, leaving or departing the vacation, being on vacation, and returning home as gracefully as possible. I just, even as we talk about this, Angela, I'm like, golly, isn't it supposed to be a vacation? Mm -hmm. Do we have Mm -hmm. to do all the work around this? And unfortunately, when we get into relationship, or fortunately, we, we do. We have to be honest and talk about what we want and likes and dislikes, whether it's something exciting or, and fun or even if it's the hard stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it takes a process. It takes a little bit of work to say this is what I want and what I, how I want it to go. Even as Chad and I were discussing this podcast series and how we were going to lay it out, there were things that we were discussing that we both felt were understood, like when we camp, I load the inside of the camper, you take care of the outside things like the tires and the car and the towing. And But those understood things, if we don't verbalize them or have a conversation about them, can get misunderstood quickly. And there can be sparks that fly. What are you doing? Well, what are you doing? I'm doing what I do. What do you do? And, <laughs> and all of a sudden, we're in a fight or we're in a cycle and we don't even understand why. And we don't even get out the door for our vacation and there's already distress, which is the worst. Driving in a car or getting on an airplane when you're in relational distress just sets the whole vacation up for, golly, not a good time. That sucks. So we want to kind of start off with how do you have a conversation about the planning of it and use, as we always do, some of our own examples. I'm going to cut to two years ago, spring break. 
And we have uh, our kid who was in the first grade, going into the first grade, uh, our first time where we have to plan around school. So it's, yeah, I think, yeah. easier, obviously, a couple that doesn't have kids. You're like, let's just take off work when we want to, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then you have kids and you have to start to go, when is school off? And you have to plan your time kind of around that. So you're now not only aligning two adult work schedules, you're aligning a kid's schedule too. Yeah. Add multiple kids to that and it gets... And um, events and sports and all the stuff. Yeah. Man. I, can't, I, don't, I can't imagine how some people do it. That's hard. And we yeah. want to first make a distinction, by the way, that this is a vacation, not a visit. The goal is not that we're going to visit family, although... That's a whole nother layer of tension that we can add to this because there are some families that think I only have one week off or two weeks off this year, you know, let's say the week yeah. of Christmas or a week during the summer. So how do I then juggle visiting family and vacating all together? So if you are going on a visit to see your family, we would like to argue that that possibly is not necessarily vacation and yeah. encourage you to go back and listen to our holiday episode where we discuss family rules and what it looks like to be around family. This specific series is about immediate family, yeah. Chad and myself and our daughter, and what it looks like for us to go on vacation. And maybe there'll be some family, you know, sprinkled in there, but the goal is that we're going to vacate our day-to-day -day lives and have some time together. Vacate. I like that. You're <laughs> kind of breaking it down, the word there. Um, and it's not to say that you can't have a vacation with family also like that can be a thing, but I do, I do think it's worth, you know, noting that we're not talking about going to stay on the couch at your, you know, mom's house and the kids are everywhere and, and you're doing it kind of, I don't know. I want to say obligation or something. I love your family. I love my family. I like all of our people. They have their challenges, but really what we're saying is like, how are you going to go be intentional about relaxing yeah. and checking out and being, you say vacating your life, but I would say also just checking into, you know, this family, checking into us and really getting reconnected to each other and to, uh, you know, what it is you guys are doing all that work for. So now yeah. let's bounce back to two years ago, yep. spring break, yep. and I decided it would be a fun time for our family to go on an adventure. Um, and, I, and I had seen some, you know, advertisements on Facebook or social media, a few of them. One was uh, two family members in what looked like a clear kayak that was glowing in the dark, and they were kayaking in something clear, and I clicked on the link, and as it turned out, it was like, you know, glow-in-the-dark kayaking in a flooded mine. And I thought, oh, that's fun. It was cool, yeah, that's cool. But it's yeah. not, it's just, just a one-day event. It was in Kentucky, a long drive. What can we do along the way? And so over the course of the next couple of days, Googling more things, researching more things, I decided we were going to take a seven to 10 day road trip where we would leave our house and every like five to six hours, there would be a stop where we did something and maybe even stayed the night. And at first thought it would be really great. And here is cycle option number one, where pursuer is planning and we like to plan, us pursuers do, and withdrawer at that moment, sometimes we'll just go along. Sure. And so cycle tip number one, when you're planning for vacation, withdrawers, you can't capitulate. You can't just say, okay, if you're going to protest, you got to bring that protest forward early. Yeah, sure, sure. And I'm, I'm like, 
all the things that you brought up, I think they could have been fun, um, <laughs> and, and most of them were. But, you know, I, I think you have to know that even before you go into this. Like, some people say a vacation is sitting on a beach and not doing a thing. Yes. But for us, I mean, and, and just to be fair to us, like, we like to go and kind of be a little bit spontaneous. So this isn't a weird vacation for us to go say, oh, we're going to go do three or four things along the way and, and see how they go, see how it works out. I agree, though. I don't, I don't think I had any like big protests to any of it when we were talking about it, but go I ahead. I think that he, he did a fair amount of slow blinking. And here's what happened when he did. I said, hey, I would like to go see the replica of Noah's Ark. And, and there was a slow blink. And I know what that slow blink means. That means that there's something going on internally for him, and I should probably not railroad it. And so here's cycle tip number two. This is for the pursuers. You need to give your withdrawers a voice. And so if you sense that there is a hesitation or a pause, at that point, it's a dangerous thing because then I can start interrogating. Well, what don't you like about that? Why wouldn't you want to do that? And now we can't have a clear conversation because he feels pressured and is more likely to say, no, just plan it. It will be fine. And yeah. so going into this vacation, I, in my mind, thought it would be a lot of fun to have this big adventure. And so I appreciate, Chad, that you're even saying we have to know what our goals are before we ever start planning. Is the goal rest, relaxation? Is the goal adventure? Is the goal history and artifacts? And like if we're going yeah. in, we've discussed going to Washington, D.C. and going to all the museums. And that will be a doing, quote, doing. Kind of a cultural excursion. Sort yeah, of. yeah, yeah, where, yeah. Where there isn't as much rest, but we're both on board with the same kinds of activities. Yeah. But I could tell on this one, there was going to be driving, we were going to be road tripping, we were going to stop at hotels which I seemed up for, and he hesitated, and I railroaded the hesitation and kept trying to pitch to him how great it was going to be. Well, and I want to say the thing that I remember kind of, the only thing I pushed back on was the cave thing, which actually turned out to be great. It, it was did. a lot of fun. Probably the other things, and we accidentally ran into the city museum in St. Louis, which was great, yeah. but a couple of other things, I was like, golly, this is this was not fun. This was a lot of work, a couple of them. But I'm like, yeah. hey, you don't know unless you try. So I, I think that sometimes my slow blink or that the internal processing, um, it gets interpreted as though it's like uh, I'm, I'm against this plan or I have an ulterior motive or plan. I'm like, I don't think that that's what was happening at all. I love vacations that aren't planned. I love vacations that are kind of spontaneous and trying new things. So this was like right up my alley to go on a road trip and see a lot of different things. I kind of felt a little bit like, wait, well, let me think about that. And I think it's, it's almost not fair to either one of us in some ways because you had had the time to, to really think through it. And you kind of picked all the things you wanted to do on this trip. And I'm like, I really do have to sign off on that. So it's not just capitulate, but it's like I need to like I needed to go do some research. I needed to go read about it. I needed to go think about it. And so as you're pitching it, you're excited about it. And really, without a lot of knowledge of what the thing was, I have to sign off on it a little bit. Yeah. And so maybe it's. You know, it's like this. It's like I, as a pursuer, maybe you could lay it out and then I could kind of take it in and you can give me a week to think about it before <laughs> answering instead of 30 seconds or what. I'm not saying that that's I what you gave me. I think it's brilliant. But. I mean, this is what we're trying to encourage you to consider. Pursuers and withdrawers, what goes into a unified decision-making, vacation planning yeah, it's hard. <laughs> event? So if we back up and go, let's see, let's, let's cut to the end of that week and a half we left 
northwest Arkansas and drove up into Missouri and did some um, cave mining. Like, we did a drive-through cave. I think it was called the Fantastic Caverns or yeah, something. Or something. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was really cool. Then we drove up to St. Louis and, like Chad said, found a museum by accident, and it was a blast. We drove over to Kentucky. We went to the Ark. We went to a museum. Creation Museum. Yep. And yep. then we had some extra time. We went to an aquarium on the river. Cincinnati. In Cincinnati. Yeah. It was the other side. It wasn't Cincinnati. I can't remember. Go ahead. Yeah, it was yeah, the Kentucky yeah, side, yeah. wherever that is. Um, and then we went basically kayaking. In... The next day we got up, drove down. Yeah. To somewhere in Kentucky in the mountains. And, and, and it was in the middle of nowhere. We yep. get into a flooded mine that's pitch black, but so our kayaks are clear and they glow in the dark. It was really cool. But at the end of it, every single night, except maybe one, we packed up everything, stayed at yeah. a new hotel the next night. In retrospect, it was, it was maddening. And we did have some fun along the way, but the amount of detail and, that needed to be planned, all the hotels that needed to be booked all of the tickets that needed to be purchased so that we could reserve the spot for the kayaking, all of the timing, golly. And there were some spontaneous things, like Chad is saying, the aquarium, spontaneous. Yep. Dinner, the museum, spontaneous. Dinner in Cincinnati, yep. uh, or wherever that little yep. town opposite of Cincinnati is, spontaneous. And those were great additions, yeah. but there was a lot of planning going in, which added a lot of pressure, where Chad was saying, hey, do we have to book the hotels? And I'm like, yes, we have to book the hotels. What if we get there and there isn't a hotel? And so the weeks prior to even leaving. And, and let me just add also, here's what else we're discussing. We have pets. Who's going to watch the house? What are we going to do with the pets? Is there pet sitting involved? I mean, it... It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And we are putting a lot of expectation into what this week is going to give us. Have we had a clear conversation and do we have an understanding about what those expectations are? No, no is the answer, I think. You kind of have to roll with some of it. And vacation is, you know, if you put too much expectation on vacation, that's kind of rhymey. It it probably isn't going to pay off. You kind of, I think vacation almost needs to be a state of mind a little bit. Like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to relax into this. And so when we add pressure to get the plan perfect or get it just right, sometimes I feel like it just, it wrecks the whole thing. I think it's like day three when I'm finally starting to relax and I'm like, okay, now I know what we're doing Yeah. and we can be flexible. The problem is on day three or four, I start thinking, oh yeah, we're going back. Like, now we start thinking about the next thing. So I'm not, we're not there yet, but, but how do you plan a vacation? How do you, how do you talk through this? And how do the two of you, me and you, um, how do we sit down and, and talk through like, what is it that we want? Now, Angela and I have spent some time thinking about this and we've, you know, been married for a, a, quite a few years now, 13 years almost, no, done, 12 years. We've done some yep. vacations. But if you haven't ever sat down and thought like, what is it that I really want out of a vacation? How does vacation go for us? I know couples that fight on vacation every time. And I know other couples that they have a blast on vacation every time. And I, I think it has a lot to do with what you're talking about. What is the expectation? How do we really check out of our lives and check into each other yeah. as we go on vacation or vacate um, work anyway? 
There's a few things that Chad and I have learned along the way, usually after it hasn't gone as well as we would have liked it to, or maybe it's gone great and we reflect on yeah. that really went well. What, what did we love about it? And so here are some things that we've kind of navigated. Before we start planning for a vacation, we first say, hey, here is the time we have off. What do you think we can get done? Do we want to travel? Do we want to stay at home? We've both aligned that staying at home isn't beneficial for us because we don't stay Kate well. We get busy, do projects. It ends up being work. And so leaving our home is the best way for us to get away from home. I was just thinking, <laughs> we make the most money when we stay home and work more. <laughs> like, what in the world? How does that happen? But... Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, staycations for us don't work. Probably a little more spontaneity works better for us than some people um, and a little bit less uh, structure. But at the same time, I don't think we can sit still very well. I mean, I hate to admit that, I guess, yeah. but we like to keep going. So there needs to be some planning, but there also needs to be like a good mix of A mix of spontaneity yep. and planning. There's a balance there. And the key to that is learning who you are and what your basically relationship looks like. So being able to say how much rest is enough rest and how much adventure is enough adventure and then trying to find the balance. Yeah. That's a conversation we've had. So there's been a few vacations we've gone on where spontaneity has worked brilliantly. There's been a few where planning was needed and that is important also. Yeah. But being able to have that conversation and saying, hey, we're about to plan, asking your partner what is one thing you want to make sure gets done or we achieve on this vacation. And it could be rest and it could be something else. And then even bringing, ask that of yourself and bring that to the table. Here's what I'm hoping we get. I yeah. want to do one fun new thing or I want to, you know, zip line from the highest zip line and tackle some face my fear. That, that isn't me, by the way. I'm just like saying that could be somebody's yeah. goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be able to acknowledge what you want and then have a conversation where both of you can get some of those wants responded to. Yeah. And some of those yeah. things met is going to be huge. So our first episode is really just scratching the surface of... Do you plan vacations together? Do you sit down? Do you look at the calendar? Do you look at the budget? Do you figure out how much time you have, how much money you can spend? Is there spontaneity built in? Can you do yeah. that? Is that? Can you yeah. plan spontaneity? Is that counterintuitive? Uh, and then making decisions together where pursuers, if your withdrawer has input, how can you flexibly accept their input? Withdrawers don't just capitulate at the planning stage is the time to say, I do or don't want that. Yeah. Instead yeah. of when it's happening, that backfires on the relationship. Yeah. So that leads us to our connect point. The connect point is designed to help you have a different conversation about how you experience your relationship. Small adjustments lead to big change over time. Take some time to practice with us now. So our connect point for this episode is going to be what is your best vacation moment together? And we really mean the two of you, not necessarily like, oh, when we took the kids to Disney World and their smiles on the roller coaster with Mickey. I really mean like <laughs> something more like between the two of you, a time you remember, hey, I really enjoyed us 
in this place or at that time. And so for me, I, I, I'll go ahead and go first. I remember us taking a trip to Florida and we'll do this thing where we fly in and stay at my aunt and uncle's house. And then we rent a car and we drive down to the Keys and we kind of stay where we want to along the way. I know it's maybe some people that's, think that's a crazy vacation, but we enjoy it. Um, and so we, we, we were driving down and we were in, um, I don't remember, somewhere south of Miami. And we stopped at a hotel before we got out in the Keys. And we stayed at this place. It was kind of an older place, but it was a bigger space. And then the next morning, we got up and we saw this uh, chance to go snorkeling. And we went and looked that up. And we just booked the trip and went and snorkeled. And I thought it was really fun. It was just like, it was spontaneous. It was free. And it all worked really well. And I just thought, man, that, that was a great time for me. So that's, that's probably my, one of my favorite times with you. It was a really good time. We didn't have that planned, and we were just enjoying ourselves, and so that was something that ended up being really fun. Yeah. For me, you know, the last vacation we took to Colorado, which is a 12, what is it, 11 or 12-hour drive. Yeah. I, before we left, asked on Facebook, I posted, you know, give me some book ideas, and somebody suggested a book that we listen to. And so when we do road trips, we listen to books. And I know it seems like a really simple thing, but when we're in the car, not on our phones, not working, Avery's occupied in the back, usually coloring or playing, or sometimes she'll listen. When we did the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe series, she was listening in some. But we, we listened to a really good book, and we would pause it and then discuss it and then turn it back on. And then it was exciting at one point, and so we'd be like, let's get back in the car. We have to listen to the book. Or yeah, we would yeah, yeah. leave it a cliffhanger and want to listen again. And for me, that travel time in the past, whenever I've gone on vacations, has always felt like wasted time, like get in the car to get where you're going. And now we listen to these books on tape, and it's actually, we enjoy that time together too. So I now, knowing that, will plan ahead for our next road trip to get some like good books lined up that have a friend has referred, that has high ratings, yeah. something that I know is going to be a good time for us because that drive time is also a way we kind of check out of life. And I feel like it helps us leave work and work life behind. And now we're going to listen to this book and that's going to like put us into a different headspace for vacation. Sure. Yeah. So we're asking you to do something similar. Consider some of the things you like about the vacations you've taken. Each of you think of just one. What is one element of vacation that you really like sharing with your partner or that you have liked? And consider what it would look like to try to add that into future vacations if you can. So consider that and then have a conversation with your partner that helps you connect around vacation planning. Thanks so much for listening to us. If you've enjoyed this podcast, one of the best things you can do for us is to share it with another couple that you think could benefit from it. You can rate us and give us a review on your listening platform. And you can follow us on our Facebook page, The Real Emhoffs, where we share ideas about relationship along with upcoming workshops and speaking engagements we'll have. We love to hear from our listeners, so feel free to message or email us with ideas you might like us to talk about or the ways that our Connect Point conversations are impacting your relationship. Thanks, Thanks again. again.